0: I Love Old Time Radio produced a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This episode originally aired on October 5th, 1947, and here is The Curse of the Gypsies.
1: Coal dealer brings you the thrilling adventures of the shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcefully to old and young alike that crime does not pay. Government forecasts indicate that homeowners may face another winter of shortages of all types of fuel for home heating. You're fortunate if you heat with coal. Because you're liable to eat and you're able to store fuel. Call your Blue Coal dealer tomorrow and place your order so we can schedule early delivery. Make sure that you order the right size for your furnace. And if you're not sure what it should be, ask your Blue Coal dealer. He'll be glad to inspect your heat plant and may be able to make other recommendations too that will help you get more heat and to burn less fuel. Tomorrow, first thing, call the nearest Blue Coal dealer and ask him to schedule your supply of Blue Coal for early delivery. The shadow who aids the forces of law and order is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret, the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Francis' friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama The Curse of the Gypsies. For a dozen years, the old Sandfield mansion has been locked tight. Creepers have overgrown the walls. Dead branches scratched at the windows. And now, on a wind swept night, three people, Elise King, the Sandfield heiress, her husband Stephon King, and the nurse are coming home. Stephon unlocks the door. <laughs> and three walk into the long deserted house. See Nothing in here but dust and the musty smell of an old house. No gypsy curses, no gold, no. Oh, i was just closing the door, Mrs. Finn. I'll light a candle. Let, <laughs> let yeah. there be light, huh? And the pair will end. There. No. So no, it's worse now. Saddle is everywhere. Ah, uh, you're overwrought, my darling, and tired. Get you to bed. Take my arm on the chair. Stefan. This room in my decision. Your mother. Where's the little brother? After that accident? No. No, I, I won't, won't go up there. Control yourself, Alicia. No. You not be scared. Realize it's just only in your mind. Stefan. What was that? I didn't hear anything. There's my father's room. Mrs. King, please. There's a little brother. My father's in there after all these years. Oh, stop talking nonsense, oh. Elise. Your father was given a decent burial. Uh, you saw him in the grave, yes? No, no, he's come back. You he, he... he must hear that stuff, I Oh, tell me you hear it. I hear a noise <laughs> sometimes. Probably a tree outside the window. That we'll soon find out. Oh no! Right <laughs> now, open the door to your sort father's of room. Hold the candle up. Elise, <gasps> what is it? A man. A by the neck. Huh? I don't see anything, do you, nurse? No, Mr. King. I don't see anything. <clears throat> of you and Lane to come down so quickly, Mr. Franklin. Frankly, I'm very uneasy. So I gathered from your telegram. Mr. Ging. You also may do something about a bit curse. It's under- it's, destroyed. it's even more sinister than you think, Miss Lane. It's already accounted for the lives of two people. My wife, father, and mother. Now I'm afraid that Elisa's life is threatened. Those are start at the beginning? Now that seems a strategy the beginning year. When George understand here, Elisa's father was a young man and he violently in love with a gifted girl. Eventually, he tired. Oh, he cut her up, to marry his mother. Oh, dear. Romance and so sour. Mm, very sour. I'm afraid you're playing. The gypsy girl became crazed and in grief into her own life. But not before she had put a curse on George Stanfield and his family. Curse? What was the nature of this malady? That all three of the Stanfields, father, mother, and daughter, should die by violent death, Mr. Prentice. How oh, far? So far, it has worked out to the left. Lisa's mother was killed in three writing. you see. And Lisa's father? Death by hanging in this very house. apparently suicide. Yet he had no reason for doing away with himself. He left no suicide note. This. There was another suspicious circumstance around Death. The, yeah. the gypsies were encamped across the hill. This the gypsies? They make their winter headquarters here, you Oh. and they're back now. In that case, it seems a little strange you brought your wife back to this environment, Mr. Mm-hmm. I did it deliberately on good medical advice. I, I wanted to prove to you please, that there was no basis for mm-hmm. At least, that's what I thought would do. I see. And what happened in the meantime? Well, the first night we arrived, she saw thought she saw. The body of a man hanging in her father's room. All in her mind, of course, but... But it wasn't all in my mind. Elise. There was somebody in that room. Uh, Alicia, please. I have proof now. I went back in that room. I forced myself to go back in. I was so sure of what I'd seen. Uh, You you were very brave. Now, uh, let me introduce our guest. Oh. Miss Blaine and Mrs. Cranston, my wife. How do you do? How do you do? So you found something in your father's room? Yes, Mr. Transon. I picked this up from the floor. A brass earring. Goodness. It must have been lying there, I noticed, ever since the house was locked up. Oh, I doubt it, Mr. King. It was polished in that time. You mean... You're rightly polished. Couldn't have been dropped there more than four days ago. Then somebody's been playing tricks on my wife. Well, <laughs> no We'll know more about that, Mrs. King, when Margot and I visited their camp. Come on, darling. Well, right. not think finding the one gypsy with the missing earring. Perhaps. Unless we get help from the gypsy fortune how is this? A fake now. David do it. You ought to have done that before she started wandering around the house. Don't took up the ample cart in front of Clint. But you're blaming me. I'm not blaming any. You know that your night nice, was pretty. That's what doing, Stefan. I was all against getting up to tetrace. I'm here at this We'd oh, have to have someone to testify that a lease was going off her head. A nice old lady would have done just as well. That wasn't good enough for you. Oh, no, you had to have the great Cranston to match with. with. Call now up. Now he's got that earring, and Lord knows what he'll find out at the Dixie's camp. i am run up there. hang us both. Shut up. I won't shut up. It's my mess as well as yours. And if you think I'm going to risk it because of your crazy vanity? <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't... Uh, uh, that's, that's, that's more like the girl, are you? Oh, you really know that? Of course, yeah. Then why did he have to go through with her? I can't be divorced, lose. And lose her fortune? Of course. I've learned to enjoy money too much to get along without it. Yeah. Aren't you forgetting, dear? It won't be anything as unpleasant as that. Right? Just the suicide of a mentally deranged girl. That cranks me, the people is So, you have found a gypsy earring, Mr. Cranston. And you are very concerned over who might have lost huh? You take me for a fool? Why, sir? I've had experience of your kind. Meeting outsiders only mean one thing to get Stop Probably. There'll be more trouble if you refuse to give me information. And a murder takes place at the Stanfield Thank Why? Then it is true. Just as the car threw it, has really come back. Ruby." It is George Stanfield drove crazy 30 years ago. He swore he would come back from the grave to destroy him and his dear wife. But that's in heart. Is it? Remember, he came back twice before, and each time it was in the car. <laughs> Look, I feel the mouth him, and you can see for yourself. There. He died in my home. The black age. Followed by the queen. It is her and death, I tell you. he. Who'd he see? Be seen back from the grave. What? <laughs> Take it easy, lady. (laughs) you live longer. Come in, Grandino. I was hoping you would drop around. I got some extra special customers tonight. Miss Layman, Mr. Cramston, DJ Texas. You don't say. (laughs) Any little murders you once told, Mr. Cramston? Is that your specialty, Grandino? Sure. I know all about them because I commit them. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday is my murder day. The rest of the week I'm running up the season. Which were you doing four nights ago in the old mansion? Huh? I noticed your right ear is fierce. Here's the earring you left behind you. Why are you? you and I've got a gun, which I think you Take it easy, Mr. <laughs> Relax. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> you live longer. I'm still waiting for my answer, Grandino. What are you doing at the sandfield, please? I have told you, Mr. Cranston, it was Ruby, the ghost of the poor child. I know the ghost could give me a window-getter. However, if Grandino has nothing to say, we'll take it up with the police. Come on, Margo. <laughs> You're funny, Mr. Cranston. <laughs> Very funny. Glad like you think so. I usually play for the last laugh. Tell him The of stuff in it. Did you the way he had a suddenly changed character when I mentioned the Stanfield mansion? Yes. I've yes. seen the weird old fortune-telling me But why? My hunch is he was trying to protect someone. I've gone far enough. into the shadow of the flag. Then so we're not going to police. No, I just threatened that to put the pressure on Grandino. Just begin to make the next move. Good. There but... it is now. He's in dirty junk. Yes. Yeah. Apparently in a great hurry to get someplace. Between the queen of powering, Margo, but be careful. Remember, he's got a knife. More than likely, he knows how to throw it. Hello? Grandino, Mr. King. You I like told you never to phone this house. Take it easy, Mr. King. <laughs> if it's Crudson and his girlfriend you're worried about, I fixed him. What? They took it into their head to follow me. <laughs> I led him a merry chase, all right. To the swamp. But the quicksand. That's the idea. They're good and lost now. They'll be lucky if they ever get out. Blundering fool, how dare you? Take it be. easy, Mr. King. There isn't healthy talk. I'm phoning from the diner to say I'm coming over to see you. No, it's too dangerous. Be right you. over, Mr. King. Sandino. Sandino. Ah, <laughs> uh, idiot and fool and everything. you mean then lane and uh, and Franklin? If they ever get out of the swamp, they'll be used as picture. Watch every move I make. Oh, Perhaps it's, it's all for the best, do Oh, don't start that again, Cora. It's fine. Why did I not trust anyone? It's so easy before. What? I need not get up now. I'll work out some other time. I won't stop till I wipe out every last member of a Stanfield family. And the you who killed Alicia's <laughs> father and mother. What are you talking about? What's been bringing in your mind revenge? That's why you want to do away with only two. You don't give a rap to me. You never have. You're just using me as an accomplice. Darling, listen to me. No. It's too late now. Too late. You know too much. Stephanie. What's nice? You're another fool who had to meddle. it. You're mad. If you, will never escape. You're wrong, son. My one way out. I've been working on a plan. You see, thoughts you. We will return to the shadow in just a moment. If you do not have a blue-cold Temp Master automatic heat regulator on your furnace, you're missing plenty. You are missing the wonderful, worth saving ease that automatic temperature control gives. The Temp Master eliminates every trip to the basement to adjust furnace samples. And you're missing, too, the even, healthful, steady heat that only automatic temperature control can give. The Temp Master, with its electric eye thermostat, is on the job every minute all day long. Are more sensitive to temperature changes than your body, and keep your home exactly at the temperature you set on the upstairs thermostat. Yes, you're missing carefully heating comfort in your home if you do not have a blue gold temp master. And a temp master is so easy and so inexpensive to install. You really can't afford to be without one. Actual records prove that a temp master saves so much fuel, it can easily pay for itself in a single winter. So tomorrow, call at your nearest blue coal dealer and ask him to demonstrate the temp master in your home. There is no charge or obligation. Your blue coal dealer is listed in the classified section of the telephone directory. Now, back to the shadow. Lamont and Margot, in search of the truth about a strange gypsy church, have extricated themselves from the swamp into which they were led by the gypsy Grandino and are now entering the Stanfield Mansion. The king. The king. I hardly expected it, Margaret. My, my guess is he's out there working a first with Grandino. Almost certainly. first job is to get a lease out of this house and to save after that, we can complete our case against the other two. Let me see. Is this the third room? Yes, you do, Bansley. There's something holding the door. Maybe at least there's a pair of it. Do you like it? There, yeah, now we get through. Oh, it's so dark. Just a minute. Just a switch. The no one... look. That's what was holding the door. How did the nurse? The knife. The dinner's knife by the looks of it. Look at the room all thrown up as if there's been a struggle. Sandy, we must have come in early. The nurse died defending her. Anyway, this is gone now. It's been carried out through this open window. Yes, it's dead on the road. Come on, Margaret. All we can do is follow. I'll go first. careful, darling. I'll give you a hand down. Sir, come. I'll try the garage first. See if the car is gone. Oh, sir. Over there, Mr. Cleave. Yeah, I can't hear you, Mom. on the forehead. Yes. Mr. Keene, can you hear me? Oh, Mr. Cranston, helping us. There you are. Uh, what happened, Mr. Keene? Uh, I heard a noise, and I tried to not investigate, but there was a scream from room. I ran up to the window, and. I couldn't remember. Elise is gone. What? But... Oh, they're taking us. Huh? Yes. Imagine, Mr. Margot and I are going after Elise now. Come on, darling. Forget this, Mr. Cranston. Forget this! Come now what happened. Whatever game Mr. King is playing with Grandino, is that fine. Grandino must have kidnapped the least, probably for random. I'll be taking her back to the gypsy camp. <coughs> if so, mother, there's only one person who can tell us for sure. Gerta, the fortune teller. Yes. She's going to get a visitor she didn't foresee in the car. The shadow. The <laughs> shadow. Why did you bring me down to the wine cellar, Grandino? I wanted to private talk with you, Mr. King. Well, five thousand is not enough, Mr. King. But that was our bargain. Now Grandino is changing the bargain. <laughs> five grand was all right when I was just playing tricks on your wife, like uh, pretending to hang myself. And a mess you made of that, dropping your earring. But now I've gone on to bigger stuff. I've become an. Uh, an artist, you might say. The Botticelli or the Black Duck? That beautiful wound you have on your forehead. You didn't have to hit me so hard. You almost broke my skull. <laughs> it made a monkey out of currency. <laughs> he's upsetting me now, looking for your wife. And all the time he's lying here doped in a wine cellar. <laughs> yes, Mr. King. That ought to be worth a lot of money to you. How much do you want? Twenty-five grand. <laughs> You can afford it. It'll so be a rich man soon. <laughs> a fortune off yourself. left by your poor dead wife. I'll be fine. of that wine? Yeah. <laughs> Makes you thirsty looking at these big bats. Yes, it's a success. Mud in your eye, Mr. King. <laughs> ah, good job. Well, Mr. King, thought it over. For twenty-five grand. Oh yes, yes. I've come to the conclusion, Grandin. no? Uh, you won't need that much money. <laughs> You're funny, Mister King. <laughs> You're exhausted. <laughs> in fact, very soon now, you won't need any money at all. <laughs> very soon. What? What did you put in that? What's <laughs> that? You should have stuck to your blackjack, Grandino, and left blackmail alone. <laughs> You're funny. Very funny. You'll get a gypsy burial, Grandino. Your will body in a swamp. And then, I'll be ready <laughs> What's wrong with the cars? They tell me nothing. Two no faces come up on you. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Because your days are numbered, Jetta. Yes. Who's that? This is the shadow, Jetta. I hear a voice. Don't know where. Shadow is right here. Right here beside you. What do you want with me? Where is Elise King? I don't know. She was taken from the house. Her husband was knocked unconscious. Was taken. Was second? by the you seem very concerned about Mr. Keith. you uh, know. Uh, I... I believe I understand. Uh, I don't suppose you feel as affectionate or grandfinal? No, I always say the things. He was always snooping around my wedding, trying to find out things. What things? No, no lies, up. He was curious about my little boy, the child I adopted long ago. I see. So you raised an adopted child, you know That must have taken money. Where did you raise it? I had a rich admirer once. He was general. I think I can guess his name. George Stanfield. But this locket around your neck should prove it. <laughs> yeah, yeah the bastard. not give that back. Not I've read the inscription. <laughs> My beloved Ruby. Yeah, so okay. that's it. You're a crazy girl who was supposed to have died of heartbreak. <laughs> The gypsy girl who cursed the Santis family. No, no. But you live down to take your revenge, didn't you, Gerta, Or should I call you Ruby? Listen to I him, me. I haven't time for that now. Your son must be stopped before he commits his last crime. You will be too late. The last of the Santis must die tonight. The cards say so. But the shadow says no. ha. <laughs> doing up here, I have a surprise for you. Eh? In the attic. Yes. yes. I found it when I was exploring up here this afternoon. In this old time. <laughs> oh. Do you recognize it? My wedding day. Here. Let me oh. place it around this day. Oh, no. Don't. You, know, you must believe Do you remember how happy you were that day? So happy. Happy, Perhaps you put the dress on again. That happiness would come back. Everything that has happened since will disappear like a sad dream. Oh, if it only would. Yeah. Look how prettily it sits Oh, you're so calm, Stephanie. Now, my dear. take my hand and step up to the altar. Up to the altar? You remember the scent of the flowers and the organ playing softly in the background? Oh, yes. Yes, sir. And do you remember the present I gave you that day? Oh. Close your eyes, my dear, and I'll put them on again. A rope of pearls about your neck. You feel them touching your throat? There's a rock? Feels like a rope. A rascal? What a name that. The buyer lease lasted a sandfield. you're going to. Listen, gentlemen. Excited. What? There's someone in here. Where are you? Where are you? Right here, Stefan. <laughs> Whose voice is that? The shadows, Stefan. I've come for you. Your crimes are over. You can't prove anything against me, Shadow. I can prove murder for one thing, Stefan. And for another, trying to drive this poor girl insane. Yes, Shadow, she is insane. And that's why you can't prove anything against me. I can prove you're the son of Gerda, the fortune teller, Stefan. And then for her sake, the sake of revenge, you killed Elise's mother and father. Then you killed the nurse. And perhaps Randino, too. Yes. Randino, too. But you'll get the blame for the nurse's death, Shadow. No one can convict me as long as Elise is out of her mind. No one will have to, Stefan. You yourself are going to write a free and open confession. Are you mad? No, but Elise is. And she's coming through now. What do you mean? You'll find out. Can you hear me? Hmm? Shadow. Your friend. Oh. Oh, there you are. This one I love. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad. Because now I can see you. I don't suffer. You say, Stefan, but I won't. Don't do no. throw Stefan? No. No. <laughs> oh, Stefan. You love me, remember? You're my husband. No, Stefan. Now! No! no, 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 no. I'll sign anything. Get of away. way. i had to do that what have i done what have i done you barely ate it justice to me i don't don't understand perhaps that's just as well soon you'll be completely well again and will hardly remember the horror you suffered from a man named stefan key who by then will have died in the electric chair Now let me present Blue Coal's Distinguished Heating Authority, John Bartley. Thank you, Andre Baruch, and good evening, friends. In buying shoes, you make certain that you get the right size. And in ordering coal for your furnace size is just as important. The right size of coal will burn better, last longer, and give you more heat for less money. So if you don't know whether your heating plant ought to use chestnut, stove, or eggs, better find out. Your neighborhood Blue Coal dealer will be glad to inspect your furnace and to give you expert advice. We may be able to show you other ways to get better heating too, such as better draft control and elimination of small leaks. Yes, to really save fuel and to get better heat, be sure that your furnace is clean, be sure that it's efficient, and be sure that you order the right size of coal. I thank you. This story is copyrighted by Street & Smith Publications Incorporated. The names, characters, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Again, next week, The Shadow will demonstrate that the weed of crime bears bitter Crime does not pay. The Shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the Shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. The Shadow is presented by the TLW Coal Company, distributors of blue coal. The Von is played by Brett Morris, Margot by Grace Matthews, to announcer Andre Baruch. Remember, it's blue coal for finest heating service. It's blue coal for finest modern equipment. It's blue coal for the best home Eve money can buy. Friends, partially handicapped workers are often better workers. Your local public employment office lists many workers who are not handicapped for your business, who are more careful, more reliable, more conscientious. Yes, it's good business to hire the handicapped. This is a mutual
0: broadcast You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, virtual Vinny. Welcome back. I'm not sure at what point people stop putting stock in curses. I'm not aware of anyone who believes in in that stuff. How about you? And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For i LoveOldTimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.